Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Satellite Week, TV Times and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 25th of August 2023, including jukebox musical Greatest Days on Prime Video, and period drama The Confessions of Franny Langton on ITV. And we'll also be checking out Ruth Wilson's moving drama The Woman in the Wall on BBC iPlayer and the return of sci-fi series Invasion to Apple TV+. But first, Ian, what is in the news? Written by Jack Thorne, the Netflix drama Toxic Town will explore the impact of toxic waste spillages in Corby, Northamptonshire, and star Jodie Whittaker and Robert Carlyle. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, in Netflix film Fair Play, Phoebe Dynver and Alden Ehrenreich will play a newly engaged couple who have to hide their relationship at the hedge fund where they work. Of course, like you do. Yeah, we've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a strong selection again this week. We're going to start on BBC and BBC iPlayer with a new drama called The Woman in the Wall, and here's a clip. Would any of the women from the laundry had a reason to harm Father Percy? Lorna Brady. She sounds violent. Someone was in here looking for you. She left you something. Who is that? Tell me where she is. So you can catch this on Sunday and Monday nights on BBC One. It stars the fantastic Ruth Wilson, and it's about Ireland's Magdalene laundries, uh, which have been covered in quite a few films and TV series. And funnily enough, I was actually watching a Dara O'Brien, his stand-up special last night on TV, which is worth a look. I think it's called How Did We Get Here? And in that, he talks about the fact that he, as a baby, was given up in Ireland and... um, Many years later, he he set about trying to contact his birth mother. Anyway, it's written by Joe Murtagh. It's a six-parter set in 2015 in a fictional Irish town called Kilkenure. And Wilson plays Lorna Brady. It's got a fantastic opening. It's a bit Donnie Darko-esque, if you remember Donnie Darko with Jake Gyllenhaal, because she wakes up in her nightdress uh, in the middle of the road and she's surrounded by these rather startled looking cows and you think what the heck's going on here and she's been sleepwalking Um, and she walks back home the front door is wide open and she goes in to find a knife stuck in the eye of Jesus Christ a picture of Jesus Christ which is hanging on the wall which clearly she's also done while sleepwalking So it's a very strong start and she receives a message, a little note in which someone says they know what happened to her child. So she's keen to learn more. She goes to a bar where they've arranged to meet, but the person doesn't turn up. Uh, She gets horrendously drunk and very angry. So it's intriguing. Wilson is a brilliant actress. She's always very good. And she's great in this as someone who is clearly traumatized, uh, very distressed, possibly 
hallucinating or imagining things. Uh, her home is is quite creepy. She's got this special room where she kind of leaves things, but she doesn't really want to go into it, so she just sort of puts them around the door. So there's a big twist, which I'm not going to reveal, that sparks a whole new development involving a police investigation. But we, And also we're going to get flashbacks to her time in the laundries, in the convent, and we're going to see quite a few scary-looking nuns. I thought episode one looked great. It's very well written. It's beautifully filmed. It's got a strong cast, so... Yeah, thumbs up. Really liked it. What did you think, Hannah? I really like this. Um, as you say, Wilson's absolutely amazing. And I, I, for me, it's just really scary because as a sleepwalker, <laughs> what do you do when you sleepwalk? Um, I find the whole, I thought the whole thing was very captivating, quite chilling in places. And also the kind of the harsh regime um, that you, I suppose these days, it just doesn't even... It does well. You'd like to think it doesn't even exist, and the harsh regime that a lot of women were were put through, and so yeah, I found it. I found it quite emotional in places, and um, definitely one to watch. I think, but I, it's. I always talk about this whether it's something you can watch while you're doing something else. You won't want to do anything else when you're watching this. I think it completely um, captivates you, and, and you, you don't want to. Well, you may need a little bit of light relief after that one, and we have it in the form of. Greatest Days, which arrives on Prime Video on August the 25th. And here's a clip. Win tickets to see your favourite boy band reunite in Athens. Are you ready? I am ready. Today this could be... Are you screaming yet, Rachel O'Flynn? Big fan, are you, Rachel? I'm their biggest fan of the whole entire world. Yes. Now, you definitely gave this to the right person, Ian, because if you're not a Take That fan, you might not get it. Now, um, my second child, I'm going to tell you a little bit of my history, was born by a cesarean section. And they this was the song that was playing Greatest Day when she was born. They jacked it right up on the stereo. I absolutely love it. It reminds me of just all those happy days. And the fact that I was one of the biggest Take That fans um, back in the day. And, um, yep, every single wall was covered totally covered in uh imagery of them uh we used to stalk them sorry you shouldn't use the word stalking should you we used to though <laughs> um, with my dad at the wheel driving us around to different places we thought they were recording so we could capture a glimpse so this for me was really it, it sort of it took took me back because it does feature the works of uh, of take that and their music is is fun it's pop it's you know it, it's lively and it as i say it kind of it evokes and stokes up some sort of nostalgia i suppose for for people like myself um it's a bit different though because this isn't just a look at their work and you know who they are absolutely not this is kind of this a duke what's dubbed a jukebox musical and um it's it's very it's broad it's it's kind of it it's, it follows now women who used to be really big take that fans because Rachel um she's a hard-working NHS nurse a massive massive fan huge fan of take that like I was and she gets called by the local radio station and she's been told she's won this luxury all-inclusive deal for her and her mates to fly to Athens and see take that on a re reunion tour and that's where the story sort of begins because she's absolutely off the chart with excitement loves the idea of doing this but she needs to get all her mates you know the ones she 
uh, I was talking about with my friends in the back of the car going to try and find them recording in the local studio we'd heard along the grapevine which I don't know how you did back in the day when there wasn't social media but anyway that's another conversation um she wanted to find all her friends and of course they've all got, they haven't seen each other for something like 25 years so they've all got to catch up on all of that time and how they've changed you see them all at the airport and they're they're all a bit different but all the streaks of exactly who they were back in the day when they were all great friends and it's and it is funny it is really it is really cheesy i think in places i think it's it's quite indulgent um but as i say if you want to take that fan i don't think you mind because it's i, I would say it's very sort of women focused isn't it that sort of that not only the take that fan part of it but also the journey that these women have gone on and the kind of sort of the, the, their lives and them sharing their lives and I, I sort of can imagine meeting some of my friends that I have not seen them for 25 years but it's been quite a while since I've seen them and imagining what on earth has gone between all of them probably we've all got kids some of us have been married and divorced or you know what's gone on in our lives um and and that i found really intriguing as well so it's a bit of a different take it's 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 not too serious as you'd imagine it's quite indulgent on the parts of the, the people that um that have written it but i think it's it's light-hearted and it's fun did you enjoy it Ian? i did enjoy it and i'm a sucker for a bit of musical nostalgia and just this weekend i went to watch delamitri in concert Ooh. remember them but yeah i am a huge take that fan i absolutely love take that um back for good is my uh karaoke first <laughs> first choice for a duet and they their songs are so good and i actually think their songs really lend themselves the ones that they've chosen they do lend themselves to a musical mm. um and what they've done so it's got some good cast in it. It's got Ashling B, who I absolutely love. She's a great comedic actress. And she stars, as as you said, as, as Rachel the Nurse. Elsewhere, we've got Alice Lowe, who, again, is fantastic. We've got Mark Wootton, hilarious. Matthew McNulty. Yeah, so good cast. And what I like about it is that, a bit like with Mamma Mia, they've cast actors rather than people who are, who are you know, singers and dancers. Uh, and that lends it a certain amount of charm, you know. Um, ab ab above all, the, the songs are just terrific. They're so strong. Mm. And it's it's just a lovely tribute to, to fandom and kind of how your life changes as, as you grow up, but you still have these, you know, things that you were passionate about as as a kid. And I think the, the musical numbers are really nicely done. There's a lot of dancing in the streets, etc., etc. They go to see the big show. They go to Athens um, is where the show is on. So, yeah, I think if you like things like Mamma Mia, this will be right up your street. To Apple TV Plus for our next selection. It's the return of the sci-fi series Invasion. And here's a clip. Fellow global citizens, look up. This is our enemy. Together, we will win this war. The aliens somehow connected us. This is our last chance for survival. So this arrives on Wednesday, the 23rd of August. So yes, it's been available for a couple of days. Second season, 10 episodes, which will be released 
weekly. So if you if you want to binge it, you'll have to sort of wait till the end to to, to watch them all together. So I remember us doing this when it first came onto Apple TV Plus, Hannah. It's about an alien invasion. Who doesn't like that? Great. And it's set in different countries around the world, telling different people's stories. And I do remember that it was a very slow build-up to the invasion, which I think we both found a little bit frustrating. However, it's different kettle of fish in season two. It's it's back with a bang uh, because we start in Japan, where space engineer Mitsuki, played by Shiloa Katsuna, she's running around the streets trying to save people as these aliens, quite interesting looking aliens, they're sort of like a black sphere with big spikes coming out of them and they can kind of climb up walls, they can impale people. So everyone's running away from these aliens. Mitsuki is throwing petrol bombs to set them on fire. It's all action. And then suddenly, out of the blue, she is airlifted against her will in a helicopter because, if you remember, in the first series, she made contact with the aliens because she was trying to locate astronaut Hinata, who's the love of her life and who was who was missing, believed dead. So now they want to use her abilities because they 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 think the more we can understand about the aliens um the greater chance we have of overcoming them you know winning the war so yeah different people again in different countries their stories how they're surviving in this invaded world including of course uh, the grandson of shaken stevens plays one of the characters which is my favorite detail about this so um yeah, you, you probably do. I think you need to watch season one to kind of get up to speed. But yeah, it's instantly appealing. You've got these giant ships hanging in the skies. You've got aliens running around trying to kill people. You've got almost like a post-apocalyptic landscape where people are having to steal petrol and, you know, and food and so on. So there's competition between everyone as well. So I must admit, second time around... It had had more appeal for me because it was really from the off, very exciting. Um, what do you think, Hannah? Do you like this? It's not something I love, as you well know, but Apple TV Plus does do things very well, doesn't it? And um, as you say, I think that the first series was a bit of a slow start. It was kind of like, oh, come on, come on, come on. And you're into this immediately. So there's no kind of hanging around and waiting. You're kind of immersed into it straight away. And I can't, despite it not necessarily being a genre that I enjoy um, or that I could sort of look out for, I think because of, you know, watching um, for this pod as much as anything, you you kind of make yourself watch things and realise that actually there are elements that you you do enjoy and that you um, that you do like and that they are kind of it's kind of evolving I suppose um, and I think this is one of the ones that well this series anyway I should say I did I did I did I did enjoy it and I can absolutely see why other people it's action packed um, the it's kind of state of the art the way it's been done as well isn't it so it's, it's really high tech. We're going back in time for a new period drama on ITV1. It's called The Confessions of Franny Langton. It started on Monday night this week. And here's a clip. This is my story. 
and it's a story of love. And you are? Francis Langdon. Oh, I see. Though everyone expected it to be a story of murder. Her own mistress massacred right next to her. In truth, no one ever expects any kind of story from a woman like me. Yes, so this was previously shown on ITVX for anybody who's a fan of ITVX. They may well have caught this before, but now this is coming to um, ITV1. And if you're a Bridgerton fan, if you're if you if you like period drama, then this is right up your street. I often I think I often say this. I wonder how they can do it differently each time. I suppose how producers can um, think of of a storyline, if you like, or something that, that can bring it to life more than another period drama. But I certainly think they have done um, in this. And this is this is focused around a very young Jamaican woman who was born into a life of slavery. Um, and is latterly accused of murder. She's called uh, Franny Langton, hence the title, The Confessions of Franny Langton. And um, it brings in a whole new element because she believes that if she, um, she... She was born on a Jamaican plantation, so she she didn't have anything. She was kind of in slavery, and she, she was sent to London. And I think she believed, or she did believe, that London, everyone... There was no sort of upper and lower. It was There was no outcast everybody you could be free you could do what you want the land of the free and and she she comes here and she realizes that actually that's not the case she's essentially been sold into being a maid in this very very wealthy household um and and she's frustrated by it and she's a beautiful young girl and um it's not long before you start to see sort of knowing glances between her and the madam of the house the woman of the house and um, you see that relationship um, come together. But I don't know if I should give this part away, actually. Maybe I shouldn't. There's a turn of events that means that um, she is accused of murder. And has she done it or hasn't she done it? And it's her quest to prove her innocence. And um, it, it, I, I, I think it's done incredibly well. I, re I really enjoy period dramas. This absolutely is my genre. I really enjoy it. And I did feel like it was really quite different. And um, looking at relationships and how intimate that bond became between her and this madam and how they were both, I think, shocked by their feelings. Um, so, yeah, for me, I, I, really, I really did enjoy it. And I hadn't seen it on um, ITVX previously so uh, it, it, it was good it's, it's one of those ones you want to you want to binge watch what do you think Ian? Yeah I thought it looked good I don't I don't think we covered it when it appeared on ITVX no. so I think I'm pretty sure the whole series will be up there um, if you want to run through the whole thing so I enjoyed episode one it, it does say there's a the narration sort of says um, this isn't going to be a slave sort of origin story. So it's quite sort of self-aware. And yes, it, actually, the plot device that starts this is not dissimilar to what happens in The Woman in the Wall, but we won't reveal it. So, <laughs> yes, she ends up in prison and a lawyer comes to represent her. And we're going to flash back to... When, as you say, when she's brought over by, well, Stephen McIntosh, haven't seen him for a while. He plays Franny's owner, John Langton. And yes, he's gifted as a, a household maid to George Benham, played by Stephen Campbell Moore. 
And yeah, there are these overtones of the kind of scientific experiments to, you know, look at, say, this, the different races and what their different characteristics are, which has a sort of racist agenda, doesn't it? It's, mm. it's kind of to, mm. to, it's sort of to to validate, uh, you know, slavery and that and that kind of thing and white people being on top. So it's got that love story between uh, the maid and the, the mistress. They're both really good, I would say. It's uh, Carla Simone Spence plays um, Franny, and she's she's terrific. So, and it's got. She arrives, of course, and she's kind of being bullied by the housekeeper and she's made to sleep in the scullery. And, um, yeah, I was certainly drawn in by episode one. And it, it does it does look different to the sort of classic period drama that we're used to. So, and, you know, a bit like The Favourite had that kind of the romance between the Queen and one of her underlings. So... Yeah, a bit different. Really well done, I think. And um, looking forward to seeing how the story pans out. Well, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binge watching on this week. Well, it was impossible to avoid the Women's World Cup, wasn't it? I mean, I didn't want to avoid it, I hasten to add, but by the end, I did feel for them very much. But it was, it was, it was great to watch and be a part of that. Um, and also... Love Death in Paradise. I think it's one of my, honestly, it's my guilty pleasure. So I've been having a good watch of that. Yes. Well, as you know, Hannah, I, I was offered a, a trip to Guadeloupe to do a set visit for Death in Paradise, but I wasn't able to go, alas. Um, like you, yes, watched the World Cup final, absolutely gutted for the Lionesses. But to be fair, Spain deserved to win. Um, and on Netflix... I started watching a true crime documentary series, The Pharmacist, because uh, like Painkiller, the drama with Matthew Broderick, it's all about the opioid epidemic. And it's about this guy who is a pharmacist and his son died as a result of his drug addiction. And then he starts kind of looking at the big pharma and all that, which is interesting. But I would say it is painfully slow. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what's on the agenda, Brenda? Well, my favourite, Ramesh Ranganathan and Tom Davis are your hosts as a reboot of classic 1980s Japanese game show, Takeshi's Castle, arrives on Prime Video. And Rose Matafeo is still starstruck as her hit rom-com of the same name returns to BBC iPlayer. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But... In the meantime, watching. 